but now you have received mercy. 1 Peter 2 verse 10 Welcome to Canaanbound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Canaanbound Podcast features devotional segments by pastors serving in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. I'm Philip Wells, and this is episode 127. We begin this episode with God's Word for You. God's Word for You, Job 39, verses 26 to 30. Does the hawk take flight by your wisdom and spread its wings toward the south? The, the bird identified here as the hawk is, uh, in Hebrew, the nates. In modern Hebrew, this is the word for the sparrow hawk. In Bible times, it probably referred to any of the smaller hawks, including the kestrel and things. Now, the lesser kestrel is a good candidate here because it migrates, which is probably what the phrase spreads its wings toward the south is referring to. The kestrel migrates to Africa in the colder months and then returns to Syria and the Mediterranean coast in the summer. The migration of birds is still a mystery to mankind. We can see what the birds do, but who can explain their instinct? God knows, and he takes care of them. Verses 27 to 30. Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? It dwells on a cliff and stays there at night. A rocky crag is its stronghold. From there it looks for food. Its eyes detect it from afar. Its young ones feast on blood, and where the slain are, there it is. I live in New Ulm, Minnesota. Bald eagles are a fairly common sight, especially since our our Broadway, which is New Ulm's main thoroughfare highway, runs between the Minnesota and Cottonwood Rivers. More than once I've been driving along and a bald eagle or two will flap majestically overhead on a parallel course with the traffic just above the cars. Now the eagle here in Job 39 is the nesher that's common throughout the Bible. And sometimes the nesher might refer to a vulture rather than an eagle. But when the context refers to the soaring majesty of the bird, it's best to take the word as meaning the eagle The common eagle of Palestine is the imperial eagle. It's about the same size as our American bald eagle with a similarly colored dark brown body. The head is light, although not white, and and the uh, light hair going down to the shoulder, uh, and and it's it's really feathers. And there's a dark brown beard in the front of of the imperial eagle. It builds its nests in solitary trees or on cliffs. Who can command a bird to soar even higher? Who would urge a newborn to eat bloody entrails? The eagle does both without any instruction from human beings. Have Job or his friends crossbred the eagle to give it better eyesight? The gifts of the eagle are gifts from God and no one else. Now as the eagle stands in its nest watching the world far and wide, Job is left lying on his face before God submitting to the Lord's wisdom and grace. Job is without any defense And he's beginning to understand that he, each one of us, depends entirely on God. The design, the creation, the preservation, the care of the wild animals isn't up to us or up to them. It's all up to God. And the preservation and the salvation of us isn't up to us either. It's also up to God and God alone. Now to bring home this point, God has two more creatures to talk about. We have yet to meet this mysterious pair, but their names are familiar behemoth and leviathan in christ i'm pastor tim smith 
This is God's Word for you. Next up, we listen to Your Little Ones, Dear Lord, Are We, a song by Tracy Fedke from her album Adore Him. And now we're joined by Pastor Mark Falk with a devotion from 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. You have received mercy, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. NIV 1984. It might be good to review the salutation of this letter. Peter, I, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. The readers of Peter's words were scattered in a hostile world. They were sometimes cut off, often suffering, hard times. We live, most of us, peacefully in a prosperous nation. 
but we may also feel cut off and estranged from a nation that, by and large, is going in the opposite direction from our faith. Even prosperous times can be tough times for people who are foreigners in the world, and true Christians will always be strangers in their world, in every time, in every land, in every culture. We can easily succumb in the weakness of the flesh to a woe-is-me attitude. We pastors are just as prone to this as anyone. But God does not want or choose a people, a nation, a royal priesthood of chicken littles. The sky may indeed be falling in this world, but we are God's people, provided that our faith is in the Savior. In these days uh, of the 21st century, it is good to take a breath Take a brief look back and remember that the account of Jesus' awful suffering and glorious rising points us to a God who loved us enough to put his own on the cross in our place. This act is the very definition of mercy. He looked down on those who are beneath him and took pity. Peter knew firsthand what it meant to receive mercy. How far he fell on Maundy Thursday. First he took out his sword in misguided bravado. Then he denied and cursed and finally ran into the night to weep in sorrow over his actions. Jesus restored Peter. Thus his words are in our Bible. Mercy. Perhaps some sin sits on your heart on this day. Some sins have a way of doing that. But let us remember we have received mercy. God has made us his own in the word and promise of baptism. We are kings and priests, a chosen people, a special worldwide and multi-century nation of God's children. God has had mercy on us in Christ, and this Christ sits on the throne in heaven right next to the Father to remind the Father of his blood shed for us, as if the Father would or could ever forget. Many of us take a long journey each each year through Lent, uh, adding Wednesday worship to Sunday. We review again and again, year after year, the details of God's mercy. We see and hear and remember the pains of our Savior. Why all this? Because grace and mercy are in the heart of God. Every believer in Christ Jesus has received mercy. You have received mercy. Life as an alien and stranger is difficult, let there be no doubt. But God's mercy has made you citizens of a better kingdom, an eternal kingdom of kings and priests. And now it's time for a lesson from the kings with Pastor Tom Barthel. Let them have what they want. That's not always something you want to hear. Maybe a teenage son wants to go to a party, but his parents know there are likely people to be there with drugs. But the teen pleads anyways, I'll be fine, just let me go. Having just what you want can leave you with terrible consequences, or leave you sitting in awful regret. That teen will come back from the party, You were right, Mom and Dad, there were drugs, and I didn't fit in when I didn't join them. Or worse, he won't come back, but will have to be picked up by his parents after the police have arrived. Or even worse, He won't come back because of an overdose. Let them have what they want can be a careless thing to say. So why does God say that when the people are asking for a king? 
Let them have what they want. He says it, but attaches a warning so that they might learn a lesson. He tells Samuel to let them have a king, but give them a warning of what will happen. Samuel warned, The king who rules over you will take your sons and make them serve in his army. He will take your daughters and make them serve in his palace. He will take your best vineyards for himself and your best crops and your best animals. He will make you serve him. Samuel's sons distorted justice as judges. What was going to stop a king from being equally unjust and even more powerful? Abuse of power will always come. The devil gives false promises that make us trust many different people as our rulers. That we can somehow fix everything in this world. But if that worldly ruler has their own way, according to the natural desires of the heart, they will make you serve them. It's a real tragedy when worldly rulers become our source of hope and our only source of hope. Why? They will always disappoint in the end. They can't fulfill what we need. They are sinners just like us with their own limitations, their own weaknesses, their own self-centered agendas. Yes, thank God there are and there have been many godly rulers in this world. And the law often keeps others in check. But only one will never abuse or neglect proper use of his power and his position. Only one deserves all our trust. He rules the world with truth and grace. He never rules for his own selfish ends. In fact, our King, Jesus, came to serve us. He is the only King who we can count on for such service. He gave himself for his people and the good of his kingdom. And now he holds all authority and will never abuse it for selfish gains. He has all power, and we can be certain he will never abuse it. That's the king we want, Jesus. Jesus, my Lord, my King, my unending, unfailing source of peace. We end our time together this week with another song by Tracy Fedke, See the Stars, from her 2015 Christmas album. See the stars, the stars in the sky. You are the scepter, the scepter on high. From Bethlehem, Bethlehem so small. You've come to save us, save us from the fall.
You've been listening to Canaan Bound Podcast, episode 127. This podcast was first shared in January of 2018. We'd like to thank Tracy Fedke for providing us with music this week. You can find a link to her SoundCloud page at CanaanBoundPodcast.com along with our show notes. God's Word for You is a daily email devotion by Pastor Tim Smith at St. Paul's Church in New Ulm, Minnesota. Find past shows and easily share them at CanaanBoundPodcast.com. Once again, my name is Philip Wells, and it was a privilege to be your host for this episode. We encourage you to visit wells.net to find a Wells ministry location near you. Thank you for listening.